One, two, drum, we're coming for you. Three, four, drum, shut the door. Five, six, drum, we're picks up the sticks. Seven, eight, drum's always late. Nine, ten, drummer, drummer again. Welcome back, everybody. Spooky. Spooky season is among us. Guys, it's it's getting creepier, creepier, creepier. It's getting creepy, creepy over here. Creepy, creepy. Creepy, creepy. And just so you guys know, if you were not able to sleep after listening to last week's episode. I was. I literally only got one hour of sleep that night. And he was not scared to tell us the whole day. Oh, if I had to suffer, so did you. I, I mean, I didn't suffer. I slept great. Stuff doesn't bother me. What do you mean you only got one hour of sleep? I mean... The topics that we talked about scared me because it made me relive some things that I literally. It made me relive some things. I literally no, I just can't couldn't really sleep. Work with. Couldn't do it. Could not do it. It's all right, man. You'll you'll survive. It's only got two more episodes after this one. Uh, Think about it like a like an AMRAP for a week, week long AMRAPs. I mean, not that intense, but yes. <sighs> it's, it's this podcast only like we only do this for like two hours a night, so it's fine. But I, uh, we do hope you guys enjoyed the first episode. Thank you so much for listening, tuning in, and enjoying our weird stories and our weird experiences. And our super dope new intros. Yeah. Speaking of intros. Uh, hey, Cheese Man, can you roll it? Roll it. in five seconds let me hear it hey matt what you grumpy nah all right well that didn't work <laughs> try another thing all right welcome back everybody week 49 week 49 guys and honestly i don't really want to think about the number 49 right now i'm so freaking pissed <laughs> but we'll do it anyways we used to have 52 men on our roster 49 <laughs> of them are freaking broken um it's fine we don't need to talk about it uh, 10 times 2, 20, uh, 20 plus 10, 30, uh, 30 plus, uh, another 10, 40, and then 40 plus 10, 49 minus Mullins or minus 50 minus Mullins, 49, 49ers. Where's Mullins? Concussion. No one cares. And as always, we're your happy hosts. I'm drum and I'm drummer. And this is a podcast about brotherhood and normally the three S's, which is storytelling, supernatural, and self-improvement. However, it's spooky season. It's spooky season. So now it's skeletons, spirits, and scarecrows. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, the S's are so hard. Perfect. Uh, Thank you, guys. We hope that everybody is having a great week. And let us know if any spooky things are happening to you guys. Like, if you listen to this and it just puts it out into the universe, and then all of a sudden spooky things start happening to you. Like, let us know. Yeah, send us send us some uh, some comments down in the description. Like, don't this is don't like, put it in the description. Put it in the comments. This section. isn't a YouTube video. I'm just kidding. 
Don't do that. Or send us a DM on any of our social media platforms. Dalton, dude, what is up? How was your week? Bro, didn't get much spooky stuff done this week, but it's been a fun weekend, productive, or fun week, productive as well. I passed my test. Hell yeah. Passed my test. Pretty happy about it. Um, what, we kicked it with some animals? Oh, yeah. Me and you went down to San Diego? We went. We saw some giraffes. Some giraffes. They're huge, bro. Dude, they are so majestic. Oh, yeah. And they, you say they're spooky? No, not at all. Not at no. all. Um, I used to say that David ran like a giraffe. Not but so now much. that I've seen how giraffes run, giraffes run so much better than David. It was an insult to giraffes. Yeah. Yeah, no, definitely. Yeah, definitely. Much faster they, than you. Much, so fast. But they look like they're running in slow motion, which is the weirdest thing. I'm so I still can't get over that. Yeah, they just run crazy. so so weird. That was cool. We got this cool package where we could get into a uh, a truck, and they took us literally onto the habitat. So like right where you're sitting, like as far as you are from me, that's where a giraffe was. Yeah. And there's actually a giraffe that has the logo of L A. L A. Like it's a uh, it's it's on his chest. It's like it's like a weird birthmark you know like the dots on the the giraffe it's like, like the pattern it just yeah. happens to line up like that which is super cool yeah it was cool um, said la um, saw baby rhino saw baby rhino that just c- couldn't couldn't keep up it just couldn't stand up it just wanted to lay down and flop over under he mom's kept, belly he kept standing up next to his mom and then falling over he was just tired did he say how much the tour guy did he say how much that like rhino slept no no he no, didn't i, I want to know how much they sleep because they, they were all really relaxed most of the time yeah but yeah it was really cool um matthew does really funny gorilla impressions i do i'm pretty good uh, i was dying yeah you were how about you how was your week man week was good work is crazy right now um yeah, I know. you didn't pay attention to me at all a lot of opportunities coming up so that's been good got to hang out with some amazing people this weekend so that was fun uh but yeah man just whenever we talk about spooky things to all my listeners yeah i said this before and i'm gonna say it again shouty touty to mitchell because i know you couldn't sleep after listening to last week's episode. But I literally can't sleep. And I think it's because like it's like so real to me that like it makes me when we talk about it, I have to relive it and like go through it and then my mind starts racing. And then TikTok doesn't help anything because I end up on conspiracy you know theory why? TikTok. Because you talk about it, so TikTok picks that up and so then it pops up on your on your for you page. Yeah, yeah but you also like you also take things in pretty hard. What do you mean? Like the like how it took you so long to play Last of Us because it's got a post-apocalyptic setting and that just like is too much for you to think about or take in. Yeah. But it's never because like I'm afraid of like dying or anything like that. It's just that it's honestly because I don't like to think of like I hate your damn chin. Uh, Dalton does something with his face when he yawns. Yes. And it drives me insane. This makes me so mad. Uh, But it's really just because, like, I don't like to think of, like, my loved ones having to go through something like that. Or, like, how could I help protect my loved ones or make sure that there was, like, normal, basic necessities for everybody. So that's why I don't like that stuff. And then now, like, there's, like, reports of, like, UFO sightings all over the place. So just throw in a species. There's apparently some frozen dragon that everybody's trying to unfreeze. And I thought it was an octopus. Yeah, what frozen dragon are you talking about? They're literally in Canada or something. Some dragon was found in... Oh, that's right. Washed up on shore. Yeah. That was crazy. You haven't seen that? Ah, dude, TikTok's the best. Yeah. And so then... But then here's the thing. What pisses me off is I see these UFO things. I'm like, whoa. 
And then I swipe down a couple more. I see the same exact UFO, but just a different background. I'm like, okay, these are edited. And it's freaking me out. And then I can't sleep because I don't know if it's real or not. I don't know what to believe. So what do you think about the Shadow Man stuff that you sent me? Oh, which where he had it in the mirror first and he was like playing peekaboo with it and it was like peeking out and then it oh, started, yeah. he started engaging it with it more uh-huh. and he was like what? closing doors and stuff. Yeah. And so, then he did like a, a necrophile thing mm-hmm. like that. Go on. Yeah. Oh. So this guy was basically like a lot of people, including like the smart people, if they don't like spirits or they're uncomfortable with spirits, they don't interact with them. Some people are curious. Um, those people include me sometimes. If if you have a situation where you see a figure and when they people call them shadow men, it's whatever. There it's just like a black mass that is shaped like a human. Um, usually it's just like a spirit or it could be something a lot more serious. Sometimes if they manifest and they have a they like they have like distinguishing features. Yeah, they have distinguishing features. You can tell like maybe it's either a stronger spirit or a demon. Like it's one of those two, right? So with this this guy started playing with it like interacting with the demon or with the with the ghost i don't know what it was um interacting with it enough to where like it was like gaining more and more energy yeah and when it gains energy it could do a lot more things and so, you can see him through every update like getting more and more tired is this on looking, tiktok yeah yeah oh we can send it to you yeah he's getting more and more freaked out He's like, I shouldn't have done this. He's like slowly, like he's getting more and more exhausted and tired of the situation. And this, at, at this point, this ghost is just taking advantage of everything. Uh-huh. So he's the ghost is slamming doors, opening the open the shutters or whatever. It starts talking back. Starts talking back. Really, all of this stuff, man. It's crazy. And like a common rule is, if you don't want to mess with it or if you don't want it to come with you or talk to you, don't interact. Don't give it that attention that it wants. Um, but people seem to do that. So he regretted it and he had to like, and then he en- the fool ends up going and getting some app on his phone. That's supposed to like be like an EVP kind of thing and has like a full on, like 30 minute discussion with these things. And that's where you find out that it's two things and one is female and one is male. And it sounds like the two things are fighting each other. And it sounds like the, the male one is the is the malicious one that's trying to get in and do stuff, and the female one is trying to fight off the male one to protect the dude, and he's just a, he he's such an idiot for it. And then later he did like a live session with with it because the first one was he did the session and then edited it and released the TikToks of it so he could subtitle you know the responses and stuff. Yeah. He did a live and then during the live for like twelve minutes he just zones out and is just staring straight ahead from the camera like this and then it just turns off and he came back later and was like i don't remember any of that but i guess it happened yeah dude that's insane yeah i ended up on someone's tiktok and she has a haunted doll so she starts asking it questions dude i those people it's like a fat chick right uh, Two Patrick's? I can't. No, it was one. It was one girl. I can't remember. Oh, okay. But yeah, she like asked it if aliens existed, and she had like those two poles that cross. Uh, Egyptian for, rods. Yeah. So she asked like if they existed, they crossed. Uh, she asked if there was any other planets that were could like hold life. They didn't cross. So apparently, you know, this is the only one. The ghost knows. Uh, yeah. So some other crazy stuff. Yeah. Well, what do you think about that idea? What idea? Dolls and objects that hold spirits and are vessels for spirits and hold things 
I, I think it's, I, mean, I, I think if you it's, think about it, human nature, we connect to things. Uh, yes. So I you think know? that a lot of times, like you see children's toys that will hold something or, but it's always has, it always has strong emotional ties yeah. to that person. I think that's why they go there. Yeah. Cause if you think about the way that humans are, we tend to think back on the good times and even if when we look back, even if those times weren't actually good, we hold on to certain things that were like, you know, good, which is why or brought us joy, which is why I think a lot of children's toys do that um, is because like when you think about your childhood, you think about the toys you used to play with. It's always a very happy memory uh, for the most part. Right. And so I think that that's why those spirits or whatever tend to go to those things. And then two, I think the audience of those toys is more vulnerable. receptive and vulnerable to, to all of this. Mm-hmm. So I think that that's why it tends to go that way. You know, that's why I always hear like, it's a lot easier for like, you know, things to manifest and, and interact with like children's toys. Cause they'll get an attention out of it. They'll yeah. get some, they'll get a reaction. Plus it's so creepy. But yeah. You're saying that the toys have the impression of, the energy from the kids or or whatever and can keep that as they pass from owner to owner which is why they become haunted um yeah i'm saying like there's like haunted dolls and haunted things like that either that or i think that especially like with the dolls it's like it tends to be that with whatever spirit person is with that doll there's such a strong emotional connection that that's where they tend to go yeah I don't including, know. I'm talking with the original owner or with whoever has it, because uh, there's like it's like people buy haunted dolls. I think it's with you know? the yeah. I think it's more with the object itself, and the, if the original owner is the one or the spirit that's there, I think it's because that emotional connection to that doll is so strong. Again, this is way above my pay grade and my experience. I've never really experienced that per se. I mean, I guess maybe the the clown bank that you guys learned about last week. Um, so I don't actually know. But yeah. that's just my. I was just thinking about this. Do you remember uh, sleeping at a grandma and grandpa's house? Yeah, when you had to bury your face into the couch cushions. So, my dad will talk about the story sometimes. Oh, the mirror. The mirror. Uh, so we had this big mirror in my grandparents' living room. Right, you'd walk in. There'd be a big couch, TV on the left side, and you turn to the right, and facing on the 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 side wall was this big mirror, and it's not there now, but it was. It was there for years and years and years. And there's a story that my dad will tell, and it freaked him out, made him scream. Yeah. And uh, basically, he was, he walked into the into the house, was saying hi to everybody or something like that. Uh, long story short, he walked out of the hallway and was walking past the mirror and looked into the mirror and saw this really big, dark, black figure standing in the mirror looking back at him. With like I think he said like red eyes, yeah, or something like that, like dark red eyes, yeah, like where he was standing, like right next to him, right next oh, right. to him. Okay, so he saw himself, and, and then next to him, next was, to him this was big was black this demon man or whatever. Yeah. Um, so my dad like screamed and like flipped out, and was told my mom about it, and then my grandpa went and prayed throughout the whole house. I don't know if it if it worked or not. I don't know if it was the same thing that that treated me and Matthew the way it did, but. There were there was always nights where we'd spend the night at grandparents' house, and we would go to sleep, but there was always a pressure. There was always a pressure pushing us, right? 
and it got so intense that we would have to put our faces and our whole bodies into like the crevice of the couch because if our backs were turned to it, we couldn't feel it anymore. So we like we would put our like our faces into the couch, yeah. so we didn't have to feel the pressure of like something like pushing our mouths or throat or chest down. Yeah, because that's what it felt like. It felt mm-hmm. like it was just like not really choking us, but pushing us down enough to where we could feel the pressure of it. Yeah, and it was just constant. It was a constant intensity. I don't really feel that anymore, but I also haven't spent the night there in a very long time. So yeah. no, and I would always feel it too when like you would walk down the hallway. Like mm-hmm. if grandma and grandpa ever had to ask me to go get something out of their room, Run. I would always like stand there and I could just like sense I didn't, there was like a wall. Like, I don't know what it was. There was like a threshold and I like didn't want to go through there. So I would quickly run in and grab it or whatever and then come back out. And then there was one time that I was, we were playing hide and seek at my grandparents' house and it's all the cousins. And so I run around or whatever and I go and so all of the cousins are over. There's like 13 of us and we're playing hide and seek and we're playing hide and seek in my grandparents' house. And the way my grandparents' house is laid out is as soon as you walk in the front door, you're in the living room. If you make a left, you have the hallway and there's like a quick left that you can go into the office. And then it's kind of this like long hallway with one bathroom on the right. At the end of the hallway is my grandparents' room. And um, at the end of the hallway to my left was my cousin Lexi's room. And so whenever that threshold that I was talking about was always right after the bathroom, um, right after like the light switch. And it was like right before Lexi's room on the left. And then it was like really heavy in my, my grandparents' room. So we were playing hide and seek. Everybody goes and hides. And so I run into Lexi's room and I'm like under her bed. So I'm under Lexi's bed and all of a sudden I hear, hey. And I like look around and I'm looking for another cousin because I like think that something like like a, my cousin or Dalton's in the room. And at the time I was really into, you know, writing music and playing music at church and stuff. And I wanted to be like a musician when I grew up. And I say, I'm like, hey, who, who is that? And then I just hear, what do you want to be when you grow up? And I'm all, what? And I hear again, what do you want to be? grow up and then I go I want to be a musician and then I like start to realize that it's not a familiar voice and then something in my gut feels really off and then I hear I can make it happen and I got up and ran out of the room and I like ran out and like when I got up to run out Lexi had been found and she came into the room and she could see it on my face that something was wrong I don't know I never asked. I didn't tell anybody. This is the first time I'm ever actually saying this story out loud. Yeah. And so then Lexi opens her eyes and I had convinced myself that it was one of my cousins. Like somebody was like Tino or Dominic or someone was in the room. I know that there wasn't anybody. So I was taking music lessons and I was taking music lessons with this guy named Leroy. Super cool dude. And he asked me, he goes, hey how is whatever he asked about my weekend and i told him and i said something along the lines of like someone on the other side told me i was going to be a famous musician and now leroy is a is a christian and he's a believer so he stops and his eyes kind of get really big and he looks around he goes what do you mean so i told him the story that i just told you guys and he goes hmm all right matthew we need to talk so he took me to lunch right he took me to, to he bought me like a gatorade or something and we sat down he's like look 
do not ever interact with anything like that again. I need you to promise me. This is really important. And at the time, I'm like 11 or 12 or something. And he's like, don't ever do that again. And he like showed me in the in the Bible why we're not supposed to and stuff like that. Um, but yeah, so that was th- that plus the pressure that we would feel when we were spending the night. That was a lot. And then do you remember there would be some family parties where we would be taking pictures and there'd be little faces in the background sometimes? I was actually going to talk about um, one of uh, our family parties that we had. Go for it. So there's a certain season of the year where everybody seems to have their birthdays. So uh, this one specific party we always had at our Aunt Vicky's house. And they're living in a different house that they're in now. And I never really felt anything weird from it. Uh, but my mom always did. I go to this party and usually this is what would happen. I'd walk in, say hi to the aunties and uncles. I'd sit down with Caleb and Jared, play with them for probably most of the time. And we have a lot of girl cousins in our family and all our girl cousins would actually end up going to Aubrey's room and just hang out in there and they would just giggle and laugh and do all this stuff. And then eventually me, Matthew, and Caleb, and Jared, we would all raid it and just talk to them and bother them and just do stupid things. Yep. So as the party went on, I got a stick on my butt and wanted to go bully my other cousins. So I got up, ran over there, started pushing Aubrey, started pushing other cousins, wrestling, doing whatever, playing around. And Aubrey takes a video. And I forget what the video is. But Aubrey takes this video and it's recording me talking and Aubrey talking and all our cousins responding to something. And there's a constant, constant crying in the background, consistently. Like, just like, not like, like it was like, like legit crying. It was so weird. And so me and Aubrey rewatched it like three different times. And I was like, Aubrey, like, what is that? She's like, I don't know. And I was like, was anybody crying? Like, we're like, all the cousins were like, no, we don't know. No, nobody was crying. Nobody was crying. And so me and Aubrey are getting spooked. Mm-hmm. And I go to my mom and I'm like, mom, were you, were you like fake crying? Like trying to scare us and stuff? She's like, what are you talking about? And I was like, watch this video. So she watches the video and she can hear this little girl crying, like screeching, crying. And she goes, oh, well turns out my mom walked in prior to me getting there and um she she kept having this urge to look down the hallway so my mom looked down the hallway one time and that's the reason why she wasn't down there at all that day she looked down the hallway and saw this little girl in a dress standing at the end of end of the hallway right next to aubrey's room and that same day we got the we got the tears and the cries and everything so did she say what the little girl was wearing i think she said like a blue dress blue or pink dress something like that i don't know why have you seen her um i don't know it might just be my imagination so it's kind of weird how like you can sense these things and see these things and it kind of all comes together at one point and it's it's still one of those things that just like sends shivers down my spine every time i talk about it and sometimes there's like you just kind of know that something's there. Like, you know the name. You know the thing. Like, Matthew probably saw a girl in a certain dress from that house that he kept thinking about. It's like a constant memory. It's a constant mm-hmm. thing. So what what I have considered to that is also, when I stayed at this one house, I would go there often before, and I kept having a name 
pop in my head and it was Lucy, 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 Lucy. And whenever I would walk past a certain room, I would get this wave, not just like a touch, a wave of emotion. And it would be sadness, depression, um, anger, these things. And I would always get a name Lucy after. So then throughout the years of me going there, there would be doors that would slowly creak open. And I'd be like, oh, Lucy's here. And I wouldn't, I wouldn't, like Lucy wasn't a mean spirit. Lucy was just a lost spirit. And there was a lot of things that correlated with that. There was a lot of different energies that made it stronger. So as time went on, Lucy got stronger and Lucy kept getting stronger. Um, so Lucy would open the doors. She would, um, she would, she would never would speak to anybody else, but I could always hear her voice. So this girl, Lucy, she had like these blue jeans, this, this different type of pink shirt. And she was a blonde girl and she was about 10 to 13 around that age range. And she didn't like the person that was staying in the room at the time. So the person that was staying in the room, she would make very uncomfortable to where that person would run out of the room and sleep on the couch and sleep on like his parents' room or sleep in the back room or something. He would never stay in his room because his room was so uncomfortable. So um, there was one day I walked into the room, I shut the door, I just sat there on the bed and I just wasn't trying to attract anything, was just trying to see if I was thinking what I was thinking because for some reason it didn't take me much to notice it. I just instantly knew it was this girl. I instantly saw what she looked like. I instantly knew what her voice sounded like. It was all instantaneous, like it was that strong. So I sat in this room and I heard, hello? And I was like, okay. I don't, like I'm not, I'm not responding, but I just can recognize the voice. And I'm like, that's what I've been hearing in my head. And then I could hear like, you know, like things slowly move around, very quiet. And then I could hear, like, I had my eyes closed and I could feel like wind going by. Windows were closed, air wasn't on. Wind going by my legs. And I could feel presence. It wasn't a mean presence. It just really didn't like the person that was staying in that room. Yeah. But that's where the, that's where the spirit stayed. It, yeah. didn't, it didn't really travel too far. When it got plenty of energy, it would go out of the room and travel, but it never went to the living room or the kitchen. It only stayed in the bedrooms. So later on, um, I was maybe four years after that, I was staying in the back room at that house and there were some things that took place at that house that weren't natural. And so I would wake up every day at two, every, every morning at one to 2 AM and I would get the same knock on the back door. One, two, one, two, one. Leading, leading into the backyard. Leading into the backyard. Cause I had that, that was my back door. So it would be one, two, one, two, one. And I would have dreams and dreams and dreams about me opening the door. Just, I just had to open the door. It's constant. So one night I went to sleep. I got home at like 12.30 AM. I was tired. I knocked out and I woke up with my hand on the door handle. And I was like, fuck this. This is fucking too much. So I take my hand off. I like don't know what to do. I don't sleep for the rest of the night. Yeah. And it, by that time, it's literally 2:50 a.m. Like yeah. I remember the time, like the back of my, like it was 2:50 a.m. And I go to this little window on the other side of the the wall, 
and I walk to the wall and I look at the window and I just see this massive black ball, whatever it was. I couldn't really get a good sight at it, but it was just, the light was shining so perfectly on this one spot. And they, they, we had green grass, like our grass was green, but one part in the corner of the backyard, there was dead grass. Turns out that's where those unnatural things happened. So long story short, from that long story, I prayed over the house. I used holy water. You know, I had my mom come and help me with that, take care of some things. And it was, it was fine after that, but it was one of the weirdest, creepiest moments where something got so strong and overpowering that I literally woke up doing the action that I couldn't stop dreaming about for days and days and days. Yeah. What do you think would have happened had I, you opened the door? I would have let an evil spirit in. It was totally evil. There yeah. was no way it wasn't. It was completely unnatural. I'm even like going on edge here saying it was just a spirit. Like, yeah, it, nothing like spirits don't move you like that. It definitely could have been a demon, but I didn't get far enough into those thoughts or into understanding what it was to even think about it. So, yeah, very interesting. Is this something that you encountered? Um, not the evil spirit in the back. Um, you, 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 you encounter something there? Yeah. Huh. The girl? Lucy, yeah. Oh, you met Lucy. Yeah. Oh, okay, good. Yeah, we're homies. Uh, in your in your room, right? Yeah. The yeah. Oh, the first room that you stayed at. Yeah, I like I was in there and I like couldn't sleep and I didn't know what was going on. It's a daze. It's yeah. a daze, yeah. And then I was like, I don't know what's going on, which is why I wanted to move to the back room. And then I forget what it was. And then I just remember saying like, "Hey, I I I I, I know you're here, and like I hope we're cool. Like I'm not looking for anything, you know, yeah. bad." The guests before that lived there. Uh, they always try to use like the the smoke. What are the things called? Incense. Incense or whatever. They try to like get it off. They get try it to away. get it out. Try to push it out. Yeah. Um. She never really went away. No. No. She was always there. Yeah. And it's just more about setting boundaries. For, yeah. You just with with stuff it. like that. Lucy was you know? very respectful. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Lucy. Um. Yeah, she's cool. Yeah. So the only thing that I don't know. So there was one time where I was. You uh, don't know if this is like you don't you don't and, know what happened exactly. Um, no, uh, just go into it. So there was one time, I don't know if this has anything to do with the backyard, but there was one time where I was in, it was just me. I was home alone and I was sitting down. I was playing, uh, Zelda breath of the wild. And I was in a happy part of breath of the wild. It was a good mood. Um, and all of a sudden I hear the side gate open. And I kind of like stop and I look around and I'm like, okay, maybe, you know, uh, Dalton or my dad are home and they have to throw something away. And the way uh, the house I was staying at was situated was there was like two gates to lead to the backyard. So I hear the first gate open, walk, and I'm expecting to hear somebody come through the back door and I hear the doorknob kind of jiggle. And I look back and then normally I was expecting a knock for someone to come in and there was nothing. So then I was like, hmm. And then I hear the second gate open. And then I go and I like look in through a side window, I guess. And there's somebody walking through my backyard. So I'm like, what the fuck? 
So I go and I always sleep with like a knife like under my bed. I don't know really why I've never had to use it. So I go and I grab it and I go and I go to look outside the backyard again. Same spot. It's been literally four seconds and then nothing was there. Now, we had a, a wall in our backyard that led to a street. So if that was somebody, they could have hopped over the wall. Um, but that was something that I was kind of like, oh, that's really weird. Like really fucking weird. All right, I'm just going to like chill here and not. What time was it? Uh, it was early in the morning. So like maybe 1.30. Oh, shit. Something like that. Um, oh, but That's crazy. Yeah. I feel like hallways, enclosed hallways are always going to have more of a intense off feeling about them. They always have. Yeah. Because like that makes me think of like my great grandmother's house. Mm -hmm. um, Long hallways where it was just, you know, you walk in and it's a big open living room that leads into, you know, a little like a partitioned wall into a big open kitchen, which has a partitioned or has a wall into a big open uh, living room. And that's like basically the main way that it goes. But in the living room, off to a close left, is a hallway that leads to a bathroom and three other rooms. Yeah. And not that I ever felt anything, but, like, it just... When you're standing at the beginning of that hallway looking and it's not the best lit, it's just going to... Give you an eerie feeling. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I think it would creep anybody out, hmm? for sure. No. So I don't know how much of that is just in the inherent design of I hallways. Think that, I think that's important to recognize, right? Like... The house we're in now, I don't really feel like there's anything here, but my hallway still makes me feel a little uncomfortable. Yeah. But that's just more of, I think, just from past experiences and, you know, and I think also too part of it is social conditioning just because we watch movies, you know, there's always a long hallway where you can only go one or two ways and there's something chasing you from one way. So you got to go the other, you know? So uh, I know we kind of got off track a bit, started talking about more ghost stories, but today we really wanted to hit on our deja vu slash uh, out of body experiences. Um, and I think me and Matt both have a, uh, a few good stories about it. And you've actually kind of already gone into some of that. We talked about deja vu last before. Week, yeah. Last week with you. Yeah, but mm. go on. But um, I have one of the craziest experiences of my life was kind of like an outer body experience for me. So uh, I just I've been dying to tell the story for the past like year yeah. now. So <laughs> I'm just going to tell it. Uh, so let me know what you guys think. Um, I don't, I don't know if David's also never heard this, so he'll like it. I haven't heard a lot of these, pretty much any of these. So when I went to Mount Sac, I went through a lot of different majors that I was trying to get at, but, uh, none of them really worked out. Uh, but I was an art major at one point and I was in this art history class and they had three projects. One of the extra credit projects that I needed was to go to Malibu at the, uh, the Getty in Malibu. And so you want to explain it a little bit. The Getty in Malibu is a big museum that's that is uh, situated in Greek architecture and uh it has a bunch of statues from ancient Greece. It has a bunch of art pieces and artifacts that were used back then. You have to take a shuttle to get there. So I had to go to the Getty for extra credit because I was failing. And so I was like, "You know what? This would be great." My dad, me and my dad have a day trip. We go to the Getty, be awesome. So my dad and I uh, go. We get there like around 9, 10 a.m. My rest was fine. I, I slept good. I was wide awake. I was ready to go. We had some coffee, had some donuts. We're ready to go, man. We're rolling. So we go, find parking. Easy. It's free to go. So 
we start walking through the through the exhibits and it's it's a beautiful i mean i've i truly do enjoy art and history and stuff like that so i was having a great time we had to take a bunch of pictures of the statues and stuff so we're taking pictures of the statues um and uh remember looking at some bow and arrows and spears and stuff and thinking they were so cool and they had a special opening like you know how they do like they have certain artifacts that travel and they like set, put them in different museums around around the around the u.s so for this trip they put uh this ancient mummy and they had this mummy out one of the buildings upstairs or one of the rooms upstairs and it had a bunch of the artifacts from that tomb so uh i was really excited for it like you know what i've never seen like a real mummy before you know i only saw it in uh that movie uh night night of the museum so <laughs> i was really excited so me and my dad go up we're walking around so finally we get to that room and we walk in now instantly when you walk in you feel a different type of energy it's not really bad it's not good it's just kind of there it's kind of unsettling for sure but it's just there so my dad goes wandering off walks around and i'm so focused on the sarcophagus like i couldn't get my eyes off it i couldn't stop thinking about it i couldn't stop like wanting to just be close to it like it was just an instant need like a want like it just had to happen so i kind of start to like I, like i'm kind of like freaked out about it because i don't really have like that doesn't really happen to me often so i'm like oh, i don't i don't want to go next to it now because now i'm like my, my body really wants to and so i was walking around trying to look at everything else but it was a constant like push like go look at it look at it look at it get closer get closer get closer so finally i was like fuck it i gotta do it so i walk like as slow as i possibly could i was so nervous i walk up to it and i'm looking at the face of the sarcophagus and i just feel such a weird connection like such a weird a weird um sensation sensation that's what i'm looking for sensation towards this object so i put my hand on the glass and i instantly get taken to a whole different place like i am this person i am this pharaoh or king whatever he was and i physically lived his life from the age of like 12 to you know when he got assassinated by his sister so it turns out that this guy was never found out they never found out the reason who killed him or how he died so i lived this guy's whole life like i literally felt like i lived every day up to when he was 23 24. so in that time you lived for nine years yeah like i lived his life every step everything i like i learned like i spoke the language i talked to the, my my mom you know like it was i didn't feel it didn't feel like i wasn't supposed to be there like it felt like me it was so it, and i know this sounds ridiculous but it's one of the most insane things and so i'm living this guy's life i find out that like somebody tries to take the throne from me something like that and the last thing i truly remember about this whole sensation uh was i remember walking through my garden with my sister and i remember turning around and my sister stabbed me straight in the chest and me feeling everything and looking at her straight in the eyes and so that 
with me falling down. The minute I fell down, I like was taken outside of my body and I was looking at Dalton, not the not the other guy, Dalton. So you were in that reality, died, and then came out of that body, but came out of your body. Yes. You were so now I back was, in yes. the Getty. Yes. So I was looking I was looking at my body, like holding the glass and the way I can see myself holding the glass, I was like my hands were like held on tight to this thing. And so finally I get taken back into my body and I open my eyes and I'm like freaking out. I, f- I feel like I just died. I lived this whole life that I didn't know. I was gone for, you know, however many years, you know, being, you know, in ancient Egypt or whatever, like just living this completely different life and then having to come back to reality, you know, cause I had, a, I had some cool shit over there, you know? So it was very weird. And I remember like letting go of the glass and going like, what the fuck? Like I was freaking out in this museum. And I look at my dad, my dad's looking at me. He's like, are you fine? And I was like, how long have you been touching this thing? He's like, you were holding on to it for a few minutes there. And I was like, you didn't, you didn't stop me? He's like, no, what were you talking about? What's wrong? And I was like, I just like, I couldn't I explain it. Like I couldn't, I couldn't really comprehend what just happened to me. I was like, dad, like I know how he died. Like I, I lived his life. Like I was him. Like we, we were one. Like I, I lived every step of this guy's life. And he was like, what do you mean? Like, he didn't get it. And I honestly, I didn't get it. I was like, this is fucking weird. Do you, do you know what his name was? I couldn't, I can't remember his name. Really? No, I just, they were, I just remember living every step of his life, having a brother, having a sister and knowing that my sister, you know, did something. And then I just, the, the worst part was her stabbing me. That was the one thing I can, I can honestly say, like, I really remember and felt, I felt it. Was it like when, like, you know how, like, when cartoons, like The Simpsons, they go back in time? Was it like everybody in their normal life is, like, just, like, a character in those other movies? Like, was I there? No. So you've no, never no, seen anybody else before? Any, all these people I've never seen before, but I knew that they were my family. So weird. Like, I literally, still this day, I can't really explain how I felt it and how I remember these things. So you felt years pass from when you put your a hand lifetime. on a lifetime to when you left yeah i could i could honestly say like from like the ages of 10 all the way up to around 23 24 damn like i felt i lived every day so was there anything like that you felt while you were turning going through puberty as this egyptian boy that you then i don't know kind of had a, a foresight for or that seemed familiar when you were you living through that same kind of like body well, changes and stuff like that. I took that experience. Like it, it, it taught me a lot about how to trust people um, and how to appreciate life because I did like, I think like speaking in this other person, person's perspective that I was in, you know, I took advantage of a lot of things and I didn't, I took so many things for granted that I was given because I was just royalty in a sense. So I was given so many things. And so when I came back to, I remember having like a, 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 an appreciation for life, an appreciation for just being here because 
you know, I was stabbed by my sister. Like it just felt like I was legitimately betrayed. So betrayal was like, became a really big thing for me. Like it really impacted me very differently. So I, that's still something I take in very deeply. Like I, I, it really kind of feels close to home. So yeah, finally me and my dad, I was like, dad, we need to go. We need to go. We need to go. And he's like, are you sure? And I was like, no, I, I don't want to be here. I want to go home. I want to go home. So we get in the car and I just remember slowly just getting more and more exhausted. Like I just couldn't keep my eyes open. I felt like I've just lived through a lifetime. Like I literally just want to sleep. And I slept the whole drive home, which was like two hours. And then I slept the whole day and I slept the rest of the night. And I woke up the next morning like, okay, what happened? Yeah. And that is my mummy story. Uh, That is the craziest experience of my life so far because there's nothing that has compared to that. The, the experience was overwhelming. The the time that I had there was was definitely awesome for sure. Like it's something that I can never truly explain in the best way, but it's it I can't I can't say that it didn't happen. So were you actively living his life or like living his life but passively? I guess actively. You I, were making choices. I was doing. Cho- I was making the choices. I was maybe. Even though they had already been, yeah. Even though they already been made, it felt felt to me like I was him, like I was going through the day to day. I'm surprised that didn't move you in a way where you didn't choose to readjust your life to devote it to studying this guy. Especially if you're saying, you know, no one knows how he died, but now you know how he died. Yeah, I just. It was one of those things where I'm like, this not, it didn't really happen. It didn't really happen. You know, like, yeah, I, I can, it took you a while to like, it took to me a while to really come to terms with that. I lived this guy's life and it was so intense and I just, it scared the shit out of me to be honest. But what finally made you realize you're like, Oh, like this actually happened. Um, I missed it. I missed, I missed the days there. Like I missed just living there because hmm. it was so, there was no problems. You know, you, yeah. you you live royalty. You truly do live royalty. People do everything for you. You don't have worries. You don't have cares. You just do whatever you want to do. And so the the concept of living is so easy yeah. compared to the concept I was living in now. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like the the difference in lifestyle is what I missed the most. It was like just no cares. There's no worries. You know, I'm going to I'm going to get this no matter what, you know, and you can't really say no. Do you ever have massive orgies? I don't want to say no, but I don't want to say yes. I can't remember everything oh, at this okay. point. But there was a lot of shit that I did. Do you think it would have been different if your brother had been the one to stab you instead of your sister? Yeah, I think would I think I would have a problem with Matthew for sure. Hmm. Yeah, but it was it was it was intense, man. It was it was the most insane feelings I've ever had in my life. So like, it was like I'm trying to think of like little things that I remember. Um, so like I remember I had like a teacher, like a personal teacher, taught me everything. Was more of a father figure to me. Um, my older brother that I had died, died at a fairly young age, um, and my younger sister was just always around. Then I remember walking around the garden. The garden was like my favorite spot, and you had just a beautiful view. And me and my mom every time on sun at like at during sunset, we would walk the garden, and we sit on this on this bench or something and we'd watch the sunset um like go down and it was like just truly amazing and so um there were like there, there were things that i would miss that i would think about consistently 
every day throughout my life when I was back here. And I was like, yeah. man, I miss, I miss that, those moments with, yeah. with my other family in a way, you yeah. know? Do you think that like maybe you got to experience all that because that is one of your past lives? It'd be crazy, but honestly, it would make a lot more sense to why I felt so much of an urge yeah. to, to just experience it and why I was, ooh, everything seems so vivid and clear and fucking real. Yeah. Like so real. It yeah. was insane. So you think that might be like, that was one of his past lives and him going to see that mummy and be close enough to it and like have that connection allowed that portal in a sense of words yeah i mean I, I mean that would make the most sense or unless you know that spirit was still there and it needs wants its story to be told and dalton was just the most receptive person there yeah it was definitely insane insane moments i don't have anything like that i honestly can't remember i know i've had out of body experiences but i can't remember what exactly yeah uh i think the first one was i got surgery done on my mouth when i was young and i remember like they gave me laughing gas and then as i was like laying there i remember like leaving my body and like seeing them operating on me oh that's uh, cool yeah it was weird and probably anxiety driven yeah i was young i had no idea what was happening yeah. uh but also i was out of it on laughing gas too so like that was cool dude laughing gas is the best oh it's the best I have deja vu frequently though. Like deja vu is a pretty common occurrence for me. Yeah. Um, and I don't know. I try and rationalize everything. Like I don't like to just, I feel like people dismiss the supernatural because it's such an easy thing to just put a stamp on, you know, you don't understand something. Oh, it's the supernatural rather than trying to actually like, you know, figure it out. But, uh, so with my deja vu experiences, I always preface it with my days look very similar now so i think that has a lot to do with it the frequency of it but there's definitely times where i'm like oh this is exactly where i'm supposed to be and that's kind of how i choose I, we've talked about it before but yeah i don't have anything anything too crazy like deja vu wise have we ever experienced anything together not really deja vu wise just like an experience and you mean like together instead of like you both have separately experienced it confirming it for each other yeah like I, I mean, you guys have kind of talked about it at the apartment. Talked about what? Your closet. Oh. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the yeah. closet. Yeah. Um, we both had uh, sleep sleep paralysis. Yeah, sleep paralysis from the from the closet. That was no fun. Um, I feel like you and I have had the same dreams before. I feel like we have, yeah. Yeah, like I, like I remember talking to you about a dream that we had. I can't remember it now, but I remember you just like finishing my dream for me. And then I was like, oh shit like we had the same one yeah uh, and it's always weird to me with these things like how quickly we forget for whatever reason uh -huh. like they're so you know rare and when it happens that you feel like you would remember but for whatever reason you don't um yeah i don't really have too much to add to deja vu or that but what about recurring nightmares i just had the same dream twice in san diego uh, I don't know what happened. How do you have the same dream twice? Like a continuation or the same exact? No, literally the same exact dream. I I fell asleep twice and I had the same thing twice. Uh, it was basically something happened, and Monique was giving birth to a child, and I had to give birth to it myself. Like I had to like literally pull it out, deliver it, yeah. deliver it. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh and then i remember i had to which i know this is impossible i had to like cut his umbilical cord 
with my fingers like with I had to like pinch it <laughs> off like, this isn't and then and then like the baby wasn't breathing so I had to like pinch his nose open and blow and give him oxygen to like get him to breathe jeez that's intense yeah it was it was insane it was so real uh so I knocked out the first time I had that dream woke up thought okay I've been drinking all night so you know it's a weird dream whatever and then I went and did my thing for a couple hours I came back and went to sleep and when I went to sleep I had the same dream again like exact same dream Ugh. and then I woke up and I was like that's weird yeah that's, and, that's not normal and, I have the same dream twice yeah and no Monique is not pregnant and you know no I cannot have babies yeah I cannot believe it or not <laughs> um but yeah no uh I have a, I've had a I have had a lot of very interesting dreams. Have I talked about the um, dream I had when I was camping for Kevin's bachelor party? No? All right. So I had a buddy of mine that was the first of all of my friends to get married. We planned a bachelor party. We uh, went up to San Luis Obispo, and we spent the day at this beach in Big Sur. And then one of our buddies, he actually told me that he's like, I'm taking us to a camping spot. And this guy's traveled all over the world. And he goes, this is literally my favorite place to go camping. It's so beautiful. The spot we're going to be at has this huge tree. Everything's great. So we leave the beach and it is, we leave the beach a little late. And so it's starting to get dark. And so my uh my buddy's like yeah i've been here a couple times i think i'll remember how to get there which is very encouraging as it's pitch black and you have to go hiking in the wilderness right so we're going and we're all single file there's like seven or eight of us we're walking everybody's phone is dead um i'm the only one that's 20 and i have all the alcohol and the bottle opener in my backpack we're walking and a buddy of mine has one percent battery life and all of a sudden, like the ocean just gets really loud, and I don't I don't know when the hell we ended up by the ocean, but it was really loud. And so my buddy quickly turns his flashlight on and then turns it off. And when he turns it on, we're literally on this like three foot wide ledge, and it's like a five foot cliff, like straight into the ocean. And so I see that, and I'm like, oh, fuck. So I quickly shove my shoulders straight into the, the cliffside that I'm walking on, and I'm like, I am not falling off. Luckily, that was only like a – it was a quick walk. Like, it wasn't super, super long. So anyways, so we get to the end. We're almost at this at our spot. We have to climb down this little bluff. We've made it through all this, like, you know, rough parts. So we get down. We have a buddy that falls, and he – cuts open his leg on the safest part of the hike right so we have a napkin a rubber band and then i had to sacrifice my only white shirt for the wedding uh so we patched up his leg you know being and we had to pour alcohol on it because that's all we had and so we get him up to the campsite we set up the hammock we you know start looking for drinks and someone's like all right drum throw me the bottle opener and then i realized that i accidentally dropped the bottle opener on our way to the campsite so i had to spend all day all night next to a stump tree stump cracking drinks it was absolutely beautiful so we were right under this big tree that had fallen over so it was like the perfect canopy you could see the stars you could hear the waves of the ocean you could hear the ant like it was literally like so peaceful and so beautiful so we all have our sleeping bags we like sleep literally under the tree under the stars knock out and then i have this dream and in this dream it's I'm running through the forest 
and I'm running super fast and I'm running from something and something is trying to get my attention. It's like, don't be afraid of me. It's okay. Wait, wait, turn around, come here. Wait, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. And I, I'm running cause I don't, I don't know what it is. I don't feel safe. I don't really know what's going on. Uh, and so finally this like little, I don't know, it's going to sound dumb and it's going to absolutely get rid of any credibility that I've built with this story. But you know, in Crash Bandicoot, when you get the mask and you wear it, okay, it's like a small child wearing that mask, but like the bark is his skin, right? And, and he, like, he had to be like, I don't know, fucking two feet, two and a half, three feet tall. And I remember turning around and seeing him and then immediately feeling calm. Like I wasn't worried. And I remember being like, I'm not here to like harm you. Like I'm like, I, I want to talk. And then I remember talking, like we had a whole conversation. I don't know about what, I don't know why, but I remember as soon as I woke up, I felt the wind as if somebody had like ran away from me. Like I felt something leave. And I was like, what the hell? And then I went back to sleep and there was nothing after that. The only thing that I felt from that point on was a cow coming over to smell my face which I was pissed off about because I was on the edge of the, like we all slept in a like giant circle and I was on the edge. Everybody else was in the middle. Some cow smelt me and licked me. I was pissed. Um, but yeah, so that was like another dream that I don't know what you believe in fairies or whatever. Like Sounds like a wooden gnome to me. Huh. Visitors uh, in the 1900s often told of seeing little dark people. Huh? Well, explain please more. This that. is a, just as mysteries of Big Sur I'm looking up tree spirits to see if there was something yeah like see, people talk about tree spirits and a lot of people think that it's like bullshit i mean there's a lot of talk about tree elves wood elves that's kind of what i thought i, I th- it's it's very it's very limited to the story bases but it's the stories that are about those if you really look into it and you actually research it those stories are very very detailed yeah and very unique like they're not stories that you would think about. Like the the, the they approached at least every single time I've read one, and I've read it quite a few. Every every single time I've read one, they approach in a very unique way, hmm. and it's not. And you're right. They a lot of the times, like you explained it, very similar to where it doesn't come off aggressive. No, they just want to learn. They just want to talk to you, make sure you're okay. Yeah. Like they don't they don't try to hurt you. That's not their intentions. Now there are some that would, but yeah, not these ones. You know, and so like that. So when you explain that story, it kind of like brought up stuff that I've read before. Yeah. To like wood wood gnomes or tree elves. Yeah. And stuff like that. And what's crazy is that I remember like the his skin or his face, like the way that the bark was laid out was very similar to the tree that we were sleeping under. Now, that's kind of where I draw the line of I'm looking for ways to connect <laughs> this shit because like I can't tell you tree bark from one yeah, tree yeah, to the yeah. next. Yeah. Do you know what part you were camping at? I don't know. All I know is actually on the back of a cattle rancher's farm, and we woke up to him pointing his guns at us, telling him we, telling us we after the cow licked you, of course. After the cow licked me, yeah, he couldn't get there before, dude. I was pissed off. Okay, this place says uh, a part of Big Sur called Point Lobos is full of a bunch of stuff. Honestly, it might be. I don't know. Uh, I couldn't even tell you how to get there, to be honest with you. That sounds fun. Yeah, it was so sick. Like, I want to go back there and go yeah, camping. Yeah, we should try it. We should try and yeah. figure out how to go back there. Yeah. Yeah. That's fun, man. 
I love those stories. Yeah. So that that's probably the closest thing I've ever had to. I mean, I guess it's not even really an out of body experience, but yeah. So. It is a crazy experience. Yeah, so. it's a crazy story. It's crazy to me how much of this stuff has actually happened to us. I always forget till we like sit oh, down. Yeah, and talk. I don't realize how much shit we've like seen, heard, or felt. Yeah. Until we talk about it all, and I'm like, man, we still have like so much more. Yeah. <laughs> so and there's much probably more. more that we forgot. Oh yeah. You know. Oh, yeah. Like I just thought of the time where uh, our old English bulldog Butch passed away, and I remember clear as day hearing him bark like three different times, and I had a dream that I saw him in the the window out the window and i would always look out the window and watch butch and maggie play mm-hmm. so i would i would always look out the window and like watch them in the mornings right and i i remember i woke up one morning and i heard butch bark super loud like the way he would do it like woof 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 and then go <laughs> yeah and he would do it right out of my window so i go open the door for him and so I, I remember hearing him do that and so i i went like without even thinking to go open the door for him and he didn't come inside and i was like Oh wait, my dog passed away. Yeah, <laughs> like last week. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, there's some like stuff like that, like stories like that. Or I saw Pongo one time. Mm-hmm. I saw Pongo, and that was like probably right before we moved out of that house. Yeah. I saw Pongo at the at the door. Yeah, I had something similar to that, and I think it was just like her way of saying bye. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, that was an emotional time, but yeah. All right. Well, just like last week, we're gonna end every week with something. To decompress. On what David considers yeah, decompression. Yeah, can we have a better decompression? Because, like, last week's decompression wasn't, wasn't really decompressing. It got you thinking about other stuff. It got me stressed out. Well, this about week. coming in condoms. <laughs> no, we're going we're gonna to have another segment of slang trivia with Matt Drum. Do we have an intro for this? <laughs> we don't have an intro oh, okay. for it. But it is signature. It is a signature segment. You know, like always. Where you guys bring the the slango and I give you the tango. All right. So we're gonna go. we're gonna pick another five or six. You see some of those I sent you? Uh, yes, I've added them to okay. the list. Another five or six terms for our Matt to guess, define, Let's do it, and baby. put into a sentence. Oh, put into a sentence. We're adding that. Yep, okay. we're gonna all have right. we're gonna have you do all those things. All right. Just make sure you give me the the order because I'm gonna forget. So we'll do this one. We'll do uh, you, you should know this one. Lit. Lit. It's when like something is just fucking off the chain. It's lit. What's off the chain? Give, give me a sentence. Bro, the fact that I'm going to be doing Movember. The fact that I'm going to be doing Movember in a couple of weeks is going to be lit. You uh, think that qualifies? Do, I, do, do, we, do that, we even do we need to go into that? Do we do need you, to ask why? Do you think that's what he wants? He wants us to ask what Movember is. <laughs> well, I mean, technically, Movember is another piece of slang. It's not slang. It's just one of those nonsense holidays. What yeah, is, go ahead. Go ahead. Let's hear about yeah. your, let's All right, your guys. Movember. So now that this is back on, uh, the attention is back on me. Movember is something that I am doing. It's a fundraiser uh, within my company. And for the month of November, I will be growing a mustache. Just a mustache. Just the stash. Okay. This was completely pointless. I were totally asking. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Moving on. Did you really not know that's what it was? No. No. I thought it Because I know there's, there's no, no shade, shade November. November and yeah. there's no shade November. And there's mustache November. Because I'm doing no shade November. So I'll, that's what I'm going to do. I didn't know there was Movember. I'm doing Movember. But I would hate the way I would look in a mustache. Yeah, so. me too. It's going to be terrible. I'm really it's, not looking I'm, forward to it. You you can pull it off, though. Like You don't have like... I've I'm going to look like dad. <laughs> Anytime I have a mustache, my mouth changes for some reason, and I look like my father. 
right, next one. Next one. Oh, and that's so that's that. What? Where is it? All right. Weird flex, but okay. Uh, so it's like a weird brag, like when you're like showing off, but it's like not something you should normally show off about. But like in this, in the context, it like kind of makes sense. You're like, all right, it's like, it's is like, that right? Yeah. I mean, in a sense, okay. in a sense, like it's like something you're trying to show off or like a weird comment that you make and people are like, don't know how to react. So they're like, weird flex, but okay. So give us, give us an example. Yeah, what, what is the definition of a weird flex, but okay, Matt? That's a hard, like that's how a, would you put that in a sentence? That's a hard example. You know uh, how, I, you know how I do it? Huh? Be like Dalton, Dalton, today I yeah. PR my snatch by 20 pounds. Weird flex, but okay. That's not a weird flex though. See, I feel like they, this, like, no, this is no, a weird flex. no, this, that was just this, making fun this, of you. This is a weird flex. Um, being like, I could cut pumpkins so fast. Yeah. Like, it doesn't matter. doesn't make sense. Yeah. No, no, nothing to do with the conversation. I feel like it's also partly a humble brag. Yeah. But, I mean, honestly, like, I really can cut pumpkins really fast. Like, weird, David saw me the other day. Like, weird I, flex, but okay. There you go. Where It's like, when you're like, yeah, I, I want to make turkey, but I... I you know, Dalton's not going to be done in the shower for 30 minutes. And it only takes me like 15 minutes to make turkey. So I don't know what I'm going to do with the other 15 minutes. And whoever you're talking to is like, all right, weird flex, but okay. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Uh, we'll do a glizzy. 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 Can, can, can I ask for you guys to give it to me in a sentence? No, you no. just got to give us the definition of what it is. Glizzy. That's what I thought it was. It's when like there's so much glitter around that you get dizzy. <laughs> Is that it? What'd you say? I said when there's like so much glitter around you that you get dizzy. Like, well, I'm so glizzy wow. right now. Um, you ever go to like a cheerleading so, event? So, so see it, the posters. I think the last thing you want is a bunch of glizzy at a cheerleading event. Glizzy. Um. David, don't, don't, who's don't. my rapper? Who's my rapper that I like? Who's my rapper? Uh, Zach the rapper? No. Aries? Uh, no. Pop Smoke? Okay. Pop Smoke uses this term in his music, right? Okay. So think about the context of Dead? what Pop Smoke raps about. R.I.P. Don't be be nice. <laughs> hey, show some fucking respect. Hey, R.I.P. Glizzy. R.I.P. Glizzy. R.I.P. Pop Smoke. R.I.P. Pop Smoke. Much love. Much love. Much love. Um, so he talks about pulling out his glizzy. Oh, it's his penis. No. <laughs> Bedazzled <laughs> penis. No. <laughs> it's so uh, glizzy is, is a term for like Glock, like a pistol. A so it started as a term for a Glock. Okay. And then it got moved to a hot dog or a weenie, so, oh, so which would then say, make the next step to a penis. Would say, right. Give me a glizzy, dog. Give me a I mean, glizzy. Give me a hot dog. Or watch out, I'm gonna give you that glizzy. It means I'm gonna pop your ass. With or I'm gonna, I'm give, gonna you give you that. dick. Yeah. No, I, I haven't really heard it used in a sexual term like that. I think TikTok uses was... it all the time that way. Really? Yes. Glizzy? Yes. <laughs> Show Matthew that. We're one. saying it a bunch. You're gonna see it on TikTok now. Which one? This one? Yeah. All right. How much more we got? Want to do one more? Three. Two more. Two more. Uh, some of these you will know because we've gotten we've gotten like pretty old. It's like most yeah we're, we're new slime here. So, so you got tighten. I, I use this one all the time. Like vibing. You're vibing. Vibing. Just chilling. Like just like whatever the mood is. That's what you are. Like you're you know vibing. I mean? You're not you're not here to set the agenda. You're, you're just here to sense. go along. How would you define this word to an old person? 
Um, let's let's use that. You have to define I go to person. grandpa. Like I, we, this happens with grandpa all the it time. Does, when I talk it to does. him because he yep. goes, "What does that mean?" Uh-huh. So I go, I go, grandpa, I'm straight vibing right now. Relax, straight vibing. Relaxed. He's just relaxed. He's just hanging out. He's having a good time. So how would you use it in a sense? Uh, like I'm at the party. I'm just I'm just vibing. I'm just chilling. All right. I'm I'm sorry. What what do you want me to say? Vibing. All right. Last one. Make it a good one. Ready? Clout chaser. Clout chaser. It's somebody who chases clout. Somebody who cares about recognition and their reputation. You want to know the only reason why Matthew knows this? Why? Because of Monique. Huh? Why? Why is he a clout chaser on Monique? Talks about people chasing clout. No. Yeah, Monique's on Instagram. Monique translates for me. She knows I don't understand this. Monique, Monique is the reason why you know Clout Chaser. No. What is Clout? Clout is reputation. Clout is like respect on the streets, right? Oh, that man's got Clout. So what is a Clout Chaser? A Clout Chaser is somebody who's constantly chasing respect. They see an opportunity that they think can help them in their rep on the street or help them with their reputation or whatever their environment is. They're going to go do that thing. So who? what's a good example of someone that's got Clout? Someone that's got Clout? Yeah. Uh, Snoop Dogg. Snoop okay. Dogg's got clout. It's massive amounts of clout. Uh, ma- massive amounts. Like, you think of any, like, OG, like, like, I don't know. Just think of, like, you know those individuals, like, in whatever circle you're in who they may not be actively doing anything for, like, your group, but they've done so much in the past that you just have, like, the OG respect. Like, that's clout. Because people would say that, like, the big famous TikTokers have clout. And clout chasers are the ones who like want to be around those TikTokers. Oh, I, I see. To, so, to, so clout is actually like the person, and then people that are chasing are people that want to be like groupies, essentially, right? Because they want some of that clout. They, yeah, and so because I'm around you now, I have clout instead of going and getting it myself. Well, well that's yeah. considered a clout chaser if you're around them. Oh, ah, okay. To, you're trying to like take pictures with them or post about them, show that you're around them, and clout get chasers. fame based off of rubbing off of them on yeah so it's like that one friend who always comes around and they always know someone who knows the famous person yeah you know they're like oh yeah i like oh i went to this party with obama uh-huh and it's like they got in because their cousin yeah. is name droppers yeah yeah, yeah exactly yeah. how would you describe clout and clout chasers what kind of example would you give to your grandfather <laughs> I keep watching this guy. for someone with clout dog. <laughs> uh, got a lot. My grandpa. Which grandpa? And either of them. Any of your grandparents? Mom uh, was a clout chaser for shout. How? Always tries to tries to manipulate. If your grandpa, family. if your grandparent was like, what? Who has clout? Cool. So I would say I'd be okay. I would tell my grandmother that Garth Brooks has clout. And her friend that met Garth Brooks and is now a part of the Facebook group for Garth Brooks is a clout chaser. I think she would be a clout chaser if she was like, guys, guys, it's I'll I'll let him know because I met Garth. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, and not she, if, if everyone in the group was like <laughs> looking up to her. Yeah. Then then she's a clout chaser. Yeah, definitely. Like it's just like how when I like got to you know like hang out with Ronnie Radke or just Ronnie exactly you know and Ronnie well it would be like or like when yeah. Dom gets the you know he gets to hang out with Stephanie yeah <laughs> Lady Gaga <laughs> you does answer, he call her Stephanie he does you no, never heard no, of that's that. her name I, I don't know yeah <laughs> he, he Dom her. calls Lady he Gaga calls by her, her first Stephanie. name yes 
What the fuck? He's like, yeah, my girl Stephanie. <laughs> What's his name? Barnacle Buckle? Bob Bagnell. Bob Bagnell. It's now Barnacle Buckle. Barnacle Buckle. <laughs> Sorry, Dom. <laughs> Sorry, Bob Bagnell. All right. If you made it this far into the podcast, thank you so much for your time. We uh, really Matt, do appreciate boo. it. <sighs> and we hope you enjoyed the spooky stories of our childhood and so upbringing. Spooky. And now, now we're halfway done. Halfway done. Two more weeks. The crazy stuff is coming now, and right? Yeah. We have we have definitely more intense stories for the next week and the week after. Getting started. As always, go ahead and leave us a five-star rating and a review and do all the things wherever you listen to this podcast. And you can follow us on any of the social media platforms at Drum Podcast. And until then, stay safe, carve a pumpkin, eat some cookies. And get spooky, everybody. Have some pumpkin pie. Get yeah, spooky. Oh, say the pumpkin pie for next week. All right, next yeah, month. Next just, month. just get spooky this week. Pumpkin just pie. get spooky this week. Have a spooky pie. And until then, stay safe. I'm Drum. And I'm Drummer. We'll see you guys then. Did that piss you off? My whistle? You know why? Why? It's your alarm. <laughs>